0: Hi there, I'm Matt Ashburn, host of the Needlestack podcast. Needlestack is brought to you by Authenticate, creators of the go-to online investigation platform, Silo for Research. If you're looking for a way to conduct research anonymously, protect against cyber threats, all while avoid tipping off your investigative targets, then you want to try Silo for Research. The Silo Research platform completely isolates your online web browsing, allowing you a choice of location and digital fingerprint, and also has built-in workflow and automation tools. The best part is that Silo for Research is software as a service, so it can be used from any computer or location without the need for things like virtual machines, standalone networks, or or dirty networks. To learn more about Silo for Research, visit authenticate.com. That's authentic with the number eight.com.
1: DuckDuckGo. Now they say, oh, you can do that and nobody's paying attention. Once you leave DuckDuckGo and click on that link and go to that location, You are no longer anonymous. Uh, Folks don't understand that.
2: Welcome to Needlestack, the podcast for professional online research. I'm Jeff Phillips, and I'll be your host today.
0: And I'm Shannon Reagan. I'll be your co-host today and a usual producer on Needlestack.
2: Excited to have you, Shannon.
0: Today we're joined by Cynthia Navarro, host of the OSINT Cocktail podcast and president of the Osmosis Association. Welcome to the show, Cynthia. Thank you very much, Shannon. and Jeff?
2: Well, Cynthia, knowing that you were going to be a guest, I um, uh, was listening to a few of your podcast episodes, um, OSINT Cocktail. So maybe we start off, tell us a little bit about OSINT Cocktail, why you and your partner wanted to uh, start a a podcast about OSINT specifically?
1: Sure. Uh, Well, both uh, Kirby and I do OSINT work and we thought, you know, let's share with a lot of the friends that we have and, and start sharing our information because that's what this OSINT community is all about, is giving back to each other. And so we decided we could look at different frameworks of how OSEN is done, looking at the hardware, software, uh, anything that's out there that would affect that OSINT world. And we'll just start sharing the information.
2: Well, I just, I do want to tell people it's great. They do go, um, uh, you guys do go deeper into tools and software. Um, so definitely something for people to check out. Uh, why the name, Cynthia? Was it to keep it cas- <laughs> casual? Do I need to have a cocktail when I'm listening? <laughs> I
0: think should yeah 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 Yeah. can we rename
2: Um, ours somehow needle stack cocktail (laughs)
1: needle stack cocktail yeah yeah there you go there you go you could probably do that um we we were talking back and forth and uh i don't know why and i just said how about us and cocktail even though we're not going to be doing this at night let's just do that and if we want to we can (laughs) so
2: (laughs) leave the option open i love it
1: Kirby's very uh, artistic, and so she uh, went and did the cocktail, and we went on a few versions, and it's like, okay, that's good. Let's go.
0: Yeah, and you know, cocktail during a podcast, you know, just loosens things up a little bit. It does. It does, and it it makes it fun. Shows that we're not just studying. Well, I also started listening uh, to some of the epos- episodes from uh, OSINT Cocktail and really great guests and good, you know, Osent conversations uh, that you know I learned a lot uh, from listening to those. I was also learning about your background a bit. It says that you've been uh, working in OSINT investigations, Osent investigations since 1999. Although I know your uh, investigative history goes back quite a bit farther than that. But how have you seen uh, your landscape change um, relative to OSINT? Um, and I guess how how savvy do you feel uh, like the investigative private investigative community has been in adapting it?
1: Okay, the private investigative unit, not all has been really great in grasping it. They have probably, because OSINT is now popular, you know, the word, It's like, oh, I do listed investigations. The question is, do you know what it is that you're doing? Do you know the tools? Do you know how to collect the information? Um, And it it has changed because I started out uh, back in 79 doing undercover work for the state of California. And I was just using to do my reports, to get my information. It was physically going to where I needed to go. And then... I would write a report in the car on a piece of paper or, you know, form that they had and said, okay, I made a little mistake here, but that's okay, and hand it over. <laughs> then we slowly started merging into Alta Vista, where you could find stuff for sale up there and all kinds of information. And I started looking into it more going, wow, look at you can get this. Uh, I went to a friend of mine that worked for uh, on the hardware side because I'm located in Silicon Valley. And I said, hey, you know, I found something that you might be interested. In, and this is some new product that's being sold. And he goes, you're kidding me. I said, no, here's the person that's selling it. And he goes, what is that? And so I showed him how to use it. And it progressed from there. As the Internet progresses, we progress. Uh, mm-hmm. We have to, because it is an evolving change, especially within the last several years. You know, we're looking now at AI. Uh, how are we doing our searching now? Are we going through uh, Google and all of their different servers to collect information? Um, it, it's it's really changed so much, and I don't feel as techie, and I'm always talking about We need to get more techie. We need to understand uh, Python and uh, Mm -hmm. different things. And I'm like, well, you know, that's just not what I do. I'm going to collect my friends that know how to do that and move forward. And that's what we've done is we go out and we share the information and we learn from each other. There's no proprietary stuff. It is open source exactly what you're looking for. You may have to pay for it. For some things, you may need to be, um, like with tracers, uh, you need to go on their site and have a PI license in order to get access to some of their uh, information. So you may be limited on a couple of things, but generally, overall, anyone can go out and get what we're doing. It's just Mm -hmm. understanding how
0: to go and do it.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. I was actually curious, um, you know, we talk a lot on this show about... um, the, like, any sort of, like, risk involved in going to, you know, these random sites on the internet, you know, whether it's, like, a cyber risk or that, you know, you're, you're a suspect or, you know, the person that you're investigating, you could tip mm-hmm. off in the process of that research. Do you see a lot of, like, awareness around that in the private investigative community, um, or is that still, you know, kind of also in the learning curve? I think it's a learning curve for everybody. They're not
1: understanding what's being collected. Because it's not their area of expertise, you know, Mm -hmm. which is like, let's hop on there. Let's get it. And if you're not getting training and you're not asking questions and you're not understanding what that information is, well, is the information true or not true? Um, What can they get from me? Uh, If Mm -hmm. I go into this website, what are they collecting? You know, you have to really stop and think about where you're going for information. What are they collecting? from you as you go in? Do you want them to know where you're located or not? What systems are you using? Because everyone is collecting so much information whenever you enter. And I just think that we have to be more diligent on understanding that.
0: Yeah. We do have some good uh, episodes from the beginning of Beetle stack, that I think really go in, in depth on on the details of that. Like, what is the information they're getting? How are they right. collecting it? What does it mean? You know, in terms of how they can identify you. So, if sure. people are looking for those, like, you know, kind of get educated resources, check out and yeah, you know, that's season important. one canon.
1: <laughs> yeah, and it has to be explained to a lot of folks that are not comfortable. With technology, right? it should be, but they're not comfortable with technology. So you need to have a space for folks that, okay, let's go from the basics here. So you yeah. really understand. And then it's just like going from basic to intermediate to advanced. It's, you just have to be at that intermediate for sure. To go to advanced, that's great. You're learning yeah. even more. But it's scary because it, everybody has different opinions as well.
2: And oh. who
0: do you believe?
2: Right. And the, the, and your skills set may be, you know, your curiosity and your ability, ability to research and investigate. Right. Um, having yeah. become a, a technology expert is not something you may want to do. But having mm-hmm. the top level understanding of what they're collecting um, sure is helpful in keeping to good trade craft for sure. And I'm going to yeah. link that to with your podcast. You've had some really interesting guests since it began. Um, First of all, how do you find your guests? You know, we found you, uh, we're always looking for guests, but more importantly, um, what what do you hope they, they'll they bring to your listeners? Is it a certain type of guest that you're looking for or, or, or how do you go about that and what do you hope they bring?
1: Uh, we're hoping that they can provide information for anybody that's in OSINT, whether you're at advanced or just starting out and it's just sharing and educating. Um, all of the people that we've had on there have been friends. Uh, between Kirby and I, we know so many different people within in the world uh, forensics. Uh, Amber Schroeder was on, but Amber also is very savvy uh, for social media and how you bring things together. Uh, so Amber Schroeder, as one of our guests with Paraben, is she was perfect. Uh, Cynthia Heatherington was on there. Cynthia is awesome. Uh, yeah, and I where that cocktail came from too. Now I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so our guests are are mainly to give you different sides to look at things, maybe something you didn't realize. Uh, so it's it's something for
0: everybody. Yeah. Well. I guess in relation to that, that there's, you know, there's many perspectives that you need to take and, uh, you know, use to corroborate and verify information that you find in your research. Um, you know, we've talked in episodes past about, you know, not leaving information on the table, whether that means, you know, venturing onto the dark web is kind of the extreme of that. Um, becoming familiar with how you can search social media and do that, you know, legally and safely, uh, you know, depending on your, your jurisdictions. Mm -hmm. Um, there was one episode of your uh, podcast that I was listening to that was talking about even just the basics of search engines. Like so many people just default to Googling things, but for different types of investigations um, there might be different search engines or image search options that work differently uh, in different Mm -hmm. places. Could you talk a little bit about your experience with that and why you might go search differently for different things?
1: You know, I was trying to do some searching for, a, um, an individual that, and I, uh, and I, and I will say, admit this, I search people that want to be friends on LinkedIn. And so I'm looking to see, are they really who they say they are? Yeah. Uh, and, and a great example is I did a Google image search and it did not come up. So I thought, okay, this individual is, um, from probably a different country. I'm trying to be careful with that. Um, And so I went to Yandex and I got, wow, all kinds of photos. And I was looking at some of the photos and I'm like, ah, this person is probably from there. They all look the same within dressing. So I would go to Yandex. Um, I would go to three different places minimum of our uh, search engines to look for my information because you will get something different from each one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not going to be the same thing. What you have to understand too, though, is when you are going to these search engines, if you're going to them regularly, like Google, they're keeping track of what it is that you're looking for, what you're clicking on, what you want, where you're located. Uh, and so they're giving you back information that they think you want.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that is something you really need to be careful of because then if if you're continuously using that for very, you know, for specific cases and stuff, it's only going to come back with that. You need something different. If I search for something and Shannon or, or, or Jeff or Aubrey, if you guys search for something, we would each come up with something different within yeah. the searches because it is watching everything that you do. And then your ads are popping up on the side based on everything that you're looking at. So you have to move around to different search engines just to get it. Um, DuckDuckGo, now they say, oh, you can do that and nobody's paying attention. Once you leave DuckDuckGo and click on that link and go to that location, you are no longer anonymous. Uh, Folks don't understand that. And so, again, it's understanding how these work and, and how the search engines actually work what the different types of searching that you're doing, what is the best way to search, What how are you going to change your words around? It mm-hmm. really makes a difference in going to at least three different search engines. Google is great. It's very robust. But uh, I'll go to Bing. I, I've gone to Yahoo, which to me hasn't been that great for some things I've looked for. But on the other hand, I've gotten some great stuff that I didn't get from the other two. Mm-hmm. So you have to go out and and do three minimum. And and there are a ton that are out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And to segregate that personal browsing from the investigative browsing to really kind of look at it from a a holistic and new perspective. That's yeah, great advice.
2: We've also talked about um, on past episodes that, you know, because you mentioned going to Yandex or some other, you know, engines that are more predominant in other parts of the world. And, Mm -hmm if you go there and and search in English versus search in the local language within Yandex, you'll get two sets of results. Right. So, um, you know, there, there becomes that ability to, you know, can you do have a a translation tool to help you do that stuff quickly. And, and again, you want, in the end, you want the most and the best information you can get access to. And I have to throw out Cynthia right before the show, I sent you a LinkedIn request since we were going to be (laughs) recording. So I'm, I, I don't know what pictures you're going to find this is me. If you see my picture, a link to something else across let me know. And, um, maybe yeah, we let's can see be
0: what's, what's on Yandex about jazz. <laughs> so,
2: this is what I look How like. That's the LinkedIn. Um, yeah.
0: well,
2: you know, another thing you did on your show, I, the first episode was, was interesting to me. Um, on a you, you gave a lot of attention to hardware hardware as well as software. Um, you know, as far as your setups, which you and Kirby yes. use day-to-day to conduct OSINT. Um, and I do know Kirby seems to be, you know, goes deeper into the technology side. Yes, um, that, but, <laughs> yeah. So what's your advice though, from a, you know, from a setup perspective, you know, your expertise is on the investigating part. Um, yes. You know, is there a minimum scenario? Is it, is it just have one laptop for OSINT? Like as a, not a technical expert, you've got to, we just talked about, it, you got to be, safe. You've got to, you know, Mm -hmm. so protecting your identity, you're going to Mm -hmm. toxic places. There's lots of malware and whatnot. So what, you know, what, what's, what's kind of your advice for the, as a non-technical person on about your setup?
1: So with mine, I have different computers for for one for investigations and one for just general. And then I have another one that I'll just use just to have something different because it's giving out different information. Mm-hmm. You want a VPN, you don't want people to know where you're going to. Um, mine is so basic <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll have to say I've been lucky. Uh, I, and through the years, I've always been pretty basic about stuff. I put people in jail. I've got people really pissed and looking for me. And I've been lucky. Um, okay. So I'm not really the best person to ask about that. Sure. And that's why Kirby <laughs> is there <laughs> to help. Uh, but for me, I've been lucky. Okay. That yeah, I can yeah. say that just doing minimal stuff.
2: Well, I- you know, and that's, it's, we go deep and um, some of into that, some of that anonymity and, you know, that we have heard yes. of things to your point. And, and as far as being lucky, you know, it's whether they find out of you, we, we know people of you know, analysts that have, because they get found out and they contaminate, uh, you know, across the streams, if you will, and they get doxxed or, or something of that nature, mm-hmm. right? In the non-criminal type way, but on the cyber front, it's, do they find out who your company is? And, you know, next thing you know, they're 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 now they're knocking at your door and you know doing any type of dns attacks and stuff like that so yeah. um uh to our listeners just like cynthia listens to kirby <laughs> you shouldn't res- rest or you shouldn't uh, rely on luck When you're conducting sensitive online investigations,
0: (laughs) yeah, don't do that.
2: Don't do that. (laughs) Don't do that. that. Protect yourself.
0: I'm, yeah, I'm sure the you know the private investigator community is well aware of the risks of doing that type of job. That like you're Mm going to piss people off. You're going to be dealing with you know Mm unseemly people, um, Mm -hmm. unscrupulous people. Uh, So you know to translate that understanding of, of the real world effects. To the information that you can divulge, even though you're just sitting at your computer, you know, doing online search uh, and the precautions mm-hmm. you need to take against that, I think, are really uh, worth educating on. Yeah, for Education, sure. that's the way to go. <laughs> I wanted to talk a minute about uh, the Osmosis uh, Association that you are a part of, along with uh, Cynthia Hetherington. Um, could you just tell us a little bit about uh, how this organization was formed or how you got involved with it and uh, what's ahead? Yeah, well, Cynthia, who is the founder for,
1: uh, for the association, she and I were talking, and she always has great ideas of doing different things. And she said, I, I want to start an association that brings the community together, that we can do like a standardization. We want to make one thing that uh, is, is important is the ethics you know, there has to be ethics in what we do because there are good and there are bad in anything. Um, So we want to have a standardization. We want to do some certifications that really are meaningful, not just a a one-off class that really doesn't give you the substance of learning. And then you, you come out on that class saying, oh, well, I've got a certificate for this. We really want to challenge industry to be better uh, it's Ocent for good as you you know we'll see that hashtag a lot mm-hmm. uh, and it's bringing in a mix of o centers because you have military you have government um, you have the private sector it could just be law enforcement you have everybody that should be working together to do things and a better understanding of doing the right thing and challenging people to do that right thing so that kind of was the the start of it uh and educating because we want to provide folks with the best of the training that's out there from people that are known uh, and that know exactly what they're doing we want to make sure that we're providing a platform where they can communicate with one another so there'll be a platform where they can go back and forth and ask questions, and we can answer them. Someone else can answer them within the community, but it's really just that it's it's the OOC community and the trade craft that you want to enhance,
0: for the matter. Yeah, it's a great organization. I know OsmosisCon is you know, it's great awesome. event uh, in the industry and uh, lots of, of good information, resources, and, and connections to be found there.
1: Yeah, and and you have to. You know, you want to look down the road with me, I um, have talked about, well, in California at this point, uh, people that are doing OSINT have have not, they've not been looking at them. Technically, if you're going to do OSINT within California, you need to be a licensed private investigator because you're doing investigations into people, into companies, and that's what is under um, investigations. And so we want to be careful in what we're doing to make sure we're doing the right thing, especially if you're going into court. Um, I know that recently I had a call from someone and said, hey, I've got a client that's an attorney and they want to make sure that whoever is doing the OSINT work has a private investigator's license. And I said, okay, that's no problem. I have it. We can do it. But if they had someone that wasn't a private investigator, wasn't licensed or from another state, the question is, is that evidence admissible? If you go back and look as an easy one um, uh, for court, uh, there's some outside investigators that came into California. And then when they went into court, none of their work was admissible because they were not licensed in the state of California. So how's that, what, what's going on in other states? How's this going to really affect us? So it's things like that we need to educate the community in and what they're doing. And is something maybe not uh, legal that we would not even think about over in another country. So
0: communicating
1: mm-hmm. and bringing this community together is only going to be helpful for us and to understand it. So we're not getting yeah. in trouble.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: not getting licensed. Um, they are not licensed, excuse me, insurance. OSINT doesn't think about getting insurance. Investigators do, or uh, I work with a lot of high-tech companies, and they want you to be uh, insured anywhere between two and five million, and there's not a lot of insurance companies that will cover that, and I just had a gentleman that will be joining us <laughs> as uh, in the membership, That he said, I've called everywhere. I can't find one. I've been going crazy. And so we were able to give him a couple of places and he was thrilled. That was like the best thing that happened, but he would not have had a job had he not been able to get that insurance. And he got that just from, again, communicating with with other people within the industry and that saved him. Yeah. Yeah. You need the community for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just a couple of little examples.
2: And, and the events in New Orleans this year, I think, right? So yes, that's, uh, is. You know, there's a benefit to that. To you know, it is really cool. So I,
1: yeah, we've been there before. I have pictures. I, I don't show them publicly, but we have pictures. Uh, <laughs> of in New Orleans. And, um, it's, it's a great place. Um, they're working hard on it. I haven't been involved in as much with that because of working on some stuff for the content and so forth for mm-hmm. the um, association, but this association, I think, will be so beneficial for the OSINT world. Um, and our board of directors, we have also a educational uh, review board uh, with nothing but professors on that one. We have an advisory board. So we're really looking at it uh, in a, a business perspective of doing the right thing.
2: Mm. You know, you mentioned just kind of I mean it's sort of building off of honey I mean, you mentioned these outsiders that or well, they just weren't from California they weren't outsiders but um outsiders. and so they had these outsiders yeah, outsider, that's them. right <laughs> a little bit different i guess take on it um any we we talk a lot about you know you, what's posted online like this has come up a lot with the russia and uh, ukraine war and um yes. are things that are being posted or, or is that true or is that from you know a photo from an old a, a conflict years ago in a different place, mm-hmm. I guess, at a higher level, you know, what are some of your th- tips for verifying information, right, that you find through these investigations that you're doing, and as far as, you know, testing the veracity of it, um, so that you can be confident that, um, um, that what you've, what you've identified and what you're going to provide in whatever format you're providing it um, is, is, uh, is actually um, the, tr- you know, the, it, it's true.
1: Yeah. Well, you're going to different sources. I, I can tell you who is a great example of this is Cat. Mm, okay. They are awesome. They are going out and verifying and, and it is a, a, a crowdsource. So you have to go out and verify that what that information is to more than just one place. Don't take that one person like Jeff, I can't take you that you are Jeff Phillips. I see your <laughs> face. I see your name. But are you really Jeff Phillips? So. I need to go out and check that out. Uh, sure. Get more pictures of you, mm-hmm. you know, just get that information. But when you're out there, like Bellingcat does, they verify that information so they can say, This is how we came across. We believe this is true. I mean, not everything's 100%. We have to understand that. Uh, but you have to do your best as possible to verify that what you're providing is the truth.
0: Because there's so much misinformation out there. Yeah, I feel like Jeff, you were very hesitant to use the big T word. <laughs> is it true?
2: True. Is it true? <laughs> you got to say yeah. what is truth. It's hard. I'm sorry. Yes. Well,
0: yeah, and I yeah. think you know, in uh, you know the intelligence reports, you know that are the outcome of you know these investigations, that you know there mm-hmm. also has to be a gauge of like you know reliability or any sort mm-hmm. of like caveat to the information that you're revealing. Um, mm-hmm you know, how, how do you tackle, you know, the reporting uh, aspect of your work, Um, either in terms of that, you know, kind of informing on um, the reliability of information, or just like the means of communicating it? How do you get your point across?
1: I I try to get the best information I can with the backing up of it. I keep all the, you know, the backup, the links that I go to uh, when I've Mm -hmm. gone to it. Uh, And I do a, at the, the bottom of it, you definitely wanna have a disclosure that this may not be exact. Um, Mm -hmm. You have to remember that humans are putting in a lot of the information that you're collecting. Mm -hmm. They could have made an error. Um, So there are errors that are out there. A great one would be if you're running an individual through a database and you pull all the information and they have all these people that are connected with your um, with the address that you're looking at. Well, who's really connected to that address? and what are the times that they were connected with it? And did they really live at these addresses? Because mm-hmm. it's not true. If you you have to understand uh, on, on that aspect of it is understand that if you have a credit card with someone, then and the whoever the person is that is the main person, that address is the one that's used. But if you're on that credit card, automatically their address mm. now is part of your address. So again, it's understanding how you're getting your information, what you're looking at, uh, and then communicating that. Uh, so it's if you're not sure of something, you communicate that. We're not sure, this is why, but this is to the best of our ability, this is the right answer for you. So it's for me, that's the easiest way to do it, is, is to be open about it because there is nothing a hundred percent.
0: Yeah. I loved uh, one of your tips from the podcast that was like a like great idea moment for me was the, if you're unsure of the um, validity of like a database is run yourself through it. Like, yes, because of course you're the person to know, like that's the only thing that is, you know, true with a capital T. So that was yes. a great, great tip.
1: Yeah, I use my ex-husband all the time in my classes to <laughs> talk about who all these people are and your and, and it's, it's a perfect one. It's great. Yeah, find your, uh, find your test
0: case. It's great. Yeah, That's and
1: in anything that you're working on, if you put yourself in there. Put something in there you already know, and that will help validate
0: um,
1: for, you know, any tools you're looking at. Just do something that, you know, and to help validate what you're doing. And, and then you'll know what, oh, wait a minute. This is not quite right. And why is that?
2: Uh, that's great advice. That's, that's a great tip to uh, there. Um, this has been a great episode, Cynthia. I really appreciate it. Before we go, um, where can people find you? You know, are you on Twitter? I, we know on LinkedIn, they're going to, you're going to vet my picture, but <laughs> where can people find you?
1: probably LinkedIn uh, is the best. I do have, I haven't been at Twitter in a while um, and that's under Finnegan's Everything's way. Everything's fine there. Nothing's
0: happening at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but uh, I'm not out there as much, probably more so on LinkedIn and, and more lately because I'm trying to understand things I may not know. Um, so I'd say LinkedIn is the best way to to reach out to me because I do, I do answer it and I'm on it. Quite a bit for other things. Um, but if you just look under Finnegan's Way, you'll find me somewhere. I think I have an Instagram, but it's private. So, uh-huh.
2: well, yeah, I'm up. not
1: the most social person out there. <laughs> probably and best
0: in your field, too.
2: Probably a best in your field, yes, as a private <laughs> yeah. investigator. Well, Cynthia, thank you uh, for joining us today. If you liked what you heard, you can view transcripts and other episode info on our website, authenticate.com slash needle stack. That's authentic with the number eight.com slash needle stack. And be sure to let us know what you thought of the show on Twitter at needle pod and to like, and subscribe wherever you're listening today. We'll be back next week with more OSINT research tips. We'll see you then.